All right, all right. All right, all right. In this thing, man. In this thing. Episode five. Five. Count them. Count them. H-Town Happy Hour, number one podcast in the world. In the world. H-Town Happy Hour, number one podcast in the world. You got Evan Layton here with H-Town Happy Hour. Derek Diotalevi with H-Town Happy Hour. And our special guest today, we have... Santiago Guzman. Santiago Guzman. Let's go, man. Number one in the world. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Number one in the world, man. Yeah, no, we were just kind of talking about this... uh, that 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 hilarious meme that 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 Derek had posted it was just fire and expanded. I don't know if any one of y'all saw it, but the one off airline, uh, they kind of did the little misspell, and it was just absolutely hilarious between yeah. the people that know know what's going on with it. It was it was airline. good. Airline, airline. <laughs> I think someone was like, it's like the exit to like a fast food shop. They're like, nah, we don't even. What else is on airline? Yeah. There's nothing there. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Okay, well, let's go ahead and hop in here. Um, why don't you go to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you, bro. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Santiago Guzman. Uh, actually, my entire name is Santiago Guzman Aristi Saval. Uh, the last part, I don't use it anywhere because people have a really hard time pronouncing it or saying it in general. Uh, You're good. Just keep going, bro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm from Colombia. Uh, I got here when I was seven years old. I've uh, been in Houston pretty much ever since. Haven't gone anywhere. Um, you got the right mentality. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I love it here. The weather's great. People are awesome. Uh, food's great. So yeah. I can't really complain. Uh, sometimes it gets a little too hot for my liking. Oh, yeah. but and it's like a sticky hot. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. What uh, What brought you here from Colombia? Uh, well, in Colombia at the time we really, uh, wouldn't have really um, like it wasn't really safe. I guess you could say, and. Uh, trying to live the American dream with my family, come over here and make, make things work. And, you know, they started from zero and I, I kind of just went through school, high school. Yeah. And uh, after high school is when I started training uh, MMA. Um, I got injured. After high school. Yeah. That's whenever you stepped into it. That's when I really, uh, yeah, when I got into it, um, I actually played uh, high, uh, football in high school. Yeah. Uh, I got hurt. And after that, I kind of just contemplated on whether I wanted to keep going or not and I discovered a gym um, called Elite MMA mm-hmm. and I started there I was there for a couple of years um, and then uh, I kind of took a break for about three years where I didn't train or do anything kind of MMA related and uh, I reached out to a good friend of mine who's actually in the UFC right now Trevin Giles mm-hmm. uh, I reached out to him he was the first guy that I you know that I talked to about it and Ever since then, I started there at war, and he kind of never re- re- he kind of relit the fire for you. Yeah, and he's uh, he's a very good friend of mine, and uh, you know I, I've thanked him for it, mm-hmm. and you know ever since then uh, I'm looking to ride this for as long as possible. Mm-hmm, and yeah. right now I'm one and two, so let's go. The, yeah, by the That's end of the huge. yeah by the end of the year, um, in my mind, I want to have at least five more fights, and you know make a name out of myself, and hopefully be seven and two. Seven and two. We're yes, going sir. five and zero oh, hot streak right now. Coming in hot, yeah. hot shot. Coming in big hot shot. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you this: What made you want to start fighting? I mean, that's an intense sport. That's a very intense sport. Yeah, it really is. Um, it's not for everyone, I would say. Uh, it's really more, I, I would say, mental than it is physical. Obviously, you're fighting somebody, but uh, mm. before the buildup, the pressure, the yeah. nerves, the butterflies, all that, it's uh to me is very unique and in my mind I feel it's like the it's like the purest form of uh, competition. Yep. And um I, I just love it. I mean it's it's undescribable sometimes when people ask me what it feels like or yeah. 
like why I do it. Uh, but yeah, that's how plus, I feel plus about it. Plus all the eyes on you while it's all going down right, to performance right. sport, dude. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's just very unique and uh, I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, what, what kind of, uh, like what kind of feelings do you go through? Like whenever, whenever you know you're about to go up for a fight and something mm-hmm. like that and you're walking and you're walking out there and right when you walk, walk into that ring, you know, it's like there's no going back. Is that kind of what you feel? Like, what other sort of emotions kind of go through you? Through? Uh, to be honest, it's kind of it's very hard to put it into words, but uh, kind of think about all the training that I've done, you know, the blood, sweat, and tears that I poured for it, uh, the time that I've sacrificed and the time that my uh, team has sacrificed for me to get better. You yeah. know, it works both ways. And uh, then when I'm there, I don't know, I'm just kind of in the moment. Um I just see my opponent kind of tunnel vision type of thing. Yeah. And uh, really just in the moment there, yeah. I'm just kind of soaking everything best. in. I think yeah. that's best. Mm-hmm. All the training was getting ready for it. You can go through all the other cycles in your head, but when you're about to get, be in that ring, like you got to be in the moment. Right. I always say that training is the hardest part as far as getting ready for a fight. Mm. The fight itself could last anywhere from one second to 15, 25 minutes. Exactly. But it's funny that you said that you mentioned it's like all the sacrifice that you do right. to be able to be ready for that. Yeah. And as much as it is a one-on-one sport, like you were saying, like mm-hmm. it's like it's just you versus the other person right there. Then in the now, you were also talking about your team sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's kind of funny that you know as much as it is a one-on-one sport, mm-hmm. you know your team has a huge impact on oh, you yeah. know mm-hmm. your overall well-being. So it's not to I feel like as much as it's a team sport, it's also you know, it's it's kind of a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that, definitely. Uh, it's just so much going into it, especially when uh, in MMA, you can't just train one specific thing. Like, it's boxing, jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, yep. uh, wrestling, um, all that put together. Mm-hmm. And kind of, that's what makes you a mixed martial artist. And, and then you also to be, able, not only do you have to learn it to apply it and do it, but also how to defend it. Yeah, right. Because exactly. it's yeah, because, I mean, as much as I might think that, oh, I'm in the pocket, I can swing with the best of them. If I do get rocked, which happens to mm-hmm. the, everybody, uh, and I fall down. You lose and, focus real quick. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I fall down on my back, it's kind of like, you're done, Evan. You, you know, what are you going to do on your back? You're going to flip them over? It's like, no, nah, y'all got me, man. <laughs> we've, uh, we've both boxed and stuff. I had one amateur fight I lost, nice. but uh, I tore my ACL right after it. But, uh, uh. I got I got my bell rung one time, and it's crazy how the first time that happens, usually I did all focus was out the window. Bright lights, yeah. I saw bright lights, and everything was just yeah. Yeah. Like it was like I didn't I I hadn't had enough training at that at that level yet to Mm -hmm. where like I knew how to like bring it back in. I was just like fight or flight. Like all training went out the window, and I just (laughs) swing and defending like I stance off everything it was terrible <laughs> and also it's kind of like you, you know you're like man your thoughts are just kind of out there it's like as much as you want to you know focus in on what's going on i mean it's kind of like man how much is it about knowledge of technicality of the sport versus mm-hmm. natural instinct you know like how much is it versus like oh man well mm-hmm. i learned how to do this but it's also like in that ring are these fists not coming at you like 120 miles an hour type stuff yeah, at the same time, instinct takes over in a fight. Um, but most of it is, I guess, muscle memory and just everything yeah. that you train. It's all repetition and and kind of getting it right in, in your head to where 
at some point you're not even thinking about what you need to do you just do it and do it. It, it kind of flows. it just works like said, muscle memory mm-hmm. like it just a natural reaction to it. right yeah. yeah i think that's how uh, that's the way i see it well and, and it's funny just with that natural reaction stuff whenever i played soccer you ever play soccer <laughs> yeah i did yeah. i did actually okay yeah. well i was keeper I was keeper. I was uh, goalkeeper. Funny you say that. I was keeper too. When my I was, guy. When I was, <laughs> ah, my guy. That's yeah. why y'all got them hands. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. Actually, in Colombia, when I played over there, uh, uh, I was goalie, and uh, they gave me an award for like best goalie or something because I would nice. throw myself in front of whoever and try to block the ball. For but, the sake of the team, right? Right. Sacrificing. Uh, and my, we man. were the worst team, actually, but I would like just do my best to... <laughs> To get in there, it's yep. a learning experience, right? Is yeah, what it is. I think we've all been a part of that before. Like, I've, I've, I've back in like middle school, we went, we went the whole season in football without ever scoring a touchdown. Oh, right <laughs> and, on. But hey, I was still fired up every game. I was still ready to go. The whole team. We, it was a bunch of my friends were on the team too. And when we scored that first touchdown, like the second to last game, we Everyone didn't bananas. <laughs> we didn't win the game, but we scored our first touchdown. <laughs> Yeah. Like all it takes is that one little win and it makes it all worth it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean I remember when I was about uh I think I was it was my freshman year of high school. Uh Ingram Tomore High School, shout out Warriors. We had five seasons of completely defeated records. <laughs> I think it was one of the longest streaks in Texas. Wow. But uh, you know, I went there. So, you know, don't talk <laughs> down. <laughs> but but no, I mean honestly, you learn so much about being on a losing team. I mean, even being on a winning team, as much as it's like, yeah, we can go for the championships, you know, on a losing team, you also get that fresh taste of what, you know, a, a fresh taste of humble pie. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> because you're like, oh man, as bad as badass as we feel like we are. Uh, we just got whoops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah true. Um, so, how long did you fight amateur before you took it pro? Uh, so I started at the gym I mentioned earlier. Uh, I think I had maybe four amateur fights. Mm. Uh, then I had my first pro fight, still affiliated with that same gym. Yeah. Uh, after that is when I had the break I told you guys about. I was just off for three years. Did um, you miss it? Uh, I did, but uh, I felt like just. Like my mind was in it, but my heart wasn't. Yeah. Um, and I just felt like I kind of needed like a break or just to sort of reevaluate what I wanted to do with my life and stuff like that. Is your heart in it now? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I would say now uh, I'm like obsessed with it in a healthy way. That's cool. He's got an obsession. Uh, got a one in one. You want to? Yeah. Breathe. The people I've met, the friends I've made, um, the coaches that I have now are just yeah. it's, it's amazing. I, I can't huge. I can't picture myself anywhere else. Like oh, yeah. just huge influences mm-hmm. on you. You know. Definitely. What like, was your What was your amateur record? Just one. <clears throat> uh, three and one. Three and one. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, uh, what What's what I, I, I kind of want to ask like what What's your training camp like? Like kind of exp- explain the training camp process um, and the discipline it takes. The just some of the workouts. You don't got to get into detail, but well, for me personally. I usually train about five to six days a week, uh, mostly in the morning or at night whenever I can. Um, But uh, I feel like whenever I don't go train, even if I am resting, I kind of just feel like I can't like I I can't do anything else. Like I I feel like I have to be there every day just to just to kind of 
keep that, my, keep get my that mind right. Obsession. It's right. an obsession, bro. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you even like with lifting weights, I kind of feel the same way. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, and I'm sure you do also. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of like if I start to miss three or four days, <laughs> almost, I, I get I get agitated. I get yeah. anxious. I, I start like feeling sluggish yeah. right and as much Plus, as i'm a big dude you know what i'm saying like i know if when i get in the gym and start get that blood flow it's like all right man it's more exercise for my mind yep. and my body's a benefit of it i'm just more peaceful in the rest of my life like i don't lash out on people as much i don't get agitated as much like just it's it's an outlet it becomes it, like your life basically right it's like therapy sessions you know exactly I don't uh, mean to sound cliche to about it. Yeah, yeah, I don't mean to be cliche no, 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 about that's it. That's perfect, bro. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay, so working out five, six days a week, where do you, do you uh, have to discipline when it comes to food? or do you? Um, well, what I do now is intermittent fasting. I'm not sure if you guys have mm-hmm. heard of it. Uh, Explain it, though, for the people that don't know. Uh, so what it is basically is um, I'll just describe the way I do it. Yeah. Uh, I'll do... 20 hours to where I don't eat anything throughout That's the intense. day. That's hmm. uh, I started at 16 hours. Uh-huh. And then, I mean, you can go more or less if you wanted to. But for me, 16 hours is what I started with. And then I did 18 hours. And now I'm at 20. And uh, I'll eat uh, in a four-hour period. Um, I'm kind of, I guess you could say I could eat whatever I want. But now that I'm kind of trying to stay ready for a fight because um the last two fights that i've had they were short notice fights so yeah. uh i feel like the best way to do it is to stay ready and stay in shape and just eat not horrible but not like super healthy i guess you could say um yeah. so I, I try to kind of balance it out as far as what i eat what i like about the intermittent <clears throat> fasting what i think is so special about that is at a certain point you're hungry you're like yeah Man, this I could use something to eat. And as funny mm-hmm. as that is, you're persevering through that hunger gives you more energy. Mm-hmm. You persevering through that hunger and being like, man, that hunger's a uh, man. All that food's going to do is hold me down. I know that whenever I start, whenever I was doing intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. that hunger window, whenever I was like, man, you could really go for some food, but I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. Yeah. I just, it out. This feels too good. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that hunger, that driving force. Mm-hmm. Not only did it put like a real hunger in my business m- mindset, but also it makes you think about like all the other people who are really hungry. Wow, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's and that's I kind of get to appreciate my food more like that. And plus, when you do eat, you you appreciate it. When you I have appreciate eat. food even I'll, if I'm not hungry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, at the same time, uh, not eating kind of shrinks my stomach, so I'm eating less than I usually would if I were to eat like a regular diet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that kind of I guess it's another positive thing that you get yeah. out of it so you work out fasted also yeah i feel like uh whenever i eat i don't know i just sometimes i either maybe throw up but um i understand when i'm fasted <laughs> I, just, I, I just feel like i have more energy and uh uh it also forces your body to use your fat as fuel so let's be that's, scientific that's about my it. way that's to real. keep the weight down and, and, and stay in shape and then when i do eat uh I don't go like crazy and eat a giant plate of food because I, I won't finish it. So I'll start out with like some fruit or like something small. And then throughout the day, my four hours will be gone and I'll, I'll have all my calories in already. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what hours do you eat when you eat? Uh, so today I didn't fast just because it's Sunday and I like to maybe just do it six days a week and one day just kind of chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually I'll stop eating at uh, eight o'clock or seven, depending on when I start eating. 
and then I won't eat till the next day at three o'clock yeah. or, or four. That's discipline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's super, it's super, it's, it's effective also. Yeah. I know that I have a, a, a hard problem sometime of eating a little too much before nighttime. <laughs> Yeah, you that, know, that and, if you, and if you can be disciplined on cutting it off around eight o'clock, more power to you. Yeah, <laughs> because I know Domino's doesn't stop delivering until around eleven or twelve. <laughs> it's hard to say no to that pizza. It, dude, it tell is. You that. Pizza's so good. Oh tell man, I, tell my my twenty twenty New Year's resolution: uh, no pizza for the year. For all of 2020. And if you know him, pizza is his favorite food in the whole world. I, I, my, my first job was Pizza Hut. Then it was Sabaros. Then it was CC's. Then it was Marco's. It was just kind of like, bah, 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 bah. and so I put it off for a whole year in 2020. During COVID, when delivery food was the only option, I said no. You made it hard yeah. on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but As it should be. He did it. As it should Mission be. Mission accomplished in a whole year. Nice. No pizza. No M effing pizza is right, man. <laughs> and whenever I did finally have that pie to myself, oh, was it sweet? Oh, was it sweet? Did you I, get an entire box for yourself, or how'd you? There was no box to go. There was a pizza tray left, my friend. Is what we, I'm totally playing. Of course, I got something to go, man. <laughs> my stomach shrank also from doing that, and I only was able to put down about two slices. Wow. And I was like, man, those. Then an well, hour good. went by and you probably put down. Smash the rest <laughs> of it. <laughs> That's funny. Man. So, okay, so I had another question for you. Um, when did you know this was going to be it? This is what I want to do. Yeah. At what point? Because I know you said you're, you're a good friend. Shout out, good friends. I know you said your good friend kind of like was like, or you reached out to him and he was like, hey, man, why don't you come back? At what point, whenever you were going back in there, were you like, hey, man, I do have the heart for this. I do have the mind for this. I got the skill for this. I got, you know, all those things that you have to start. That's a, that's a good question. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, uh, I would say after my, not last fight, but the one before, where I actually lost, um, I know a lot of people, when they lose, they kind of get discouraged or maybe they think it's not for them. But uh, that just kind of lit a fight under me to just work harder and put more time into it and uh, mm. you know just expand and you know that's when things started happening with TSA and that's when I met Joel and Josh and what's TSA Texas Striking Academy Texas Sorry. Striking Academy yeah. let's, go. let's go let's go so I'm with them and I'm with war so right yeah. now it's just uh, I'm, I'm loving every every training session every time I get to be in there with my team it's just it's a it's a great feeling yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and now how's the atmosphere over at war and, I, and a shout out, uh, Jeremy Mahone, right? Oh yeah, right, right. Yes, yeah. sir. Jeremy uh, Mahone and uh, Adam Copley—they're they're the two main dudes okay. there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I I haven't gotten to meet them yet. Uh, I didn't get to go over to war, but uh, you know, when I was over at TSA, they uh, Kyle Toad Rank, yeah. he was talking yeah. about. Yeah, Kyle. he's mm -hmm. good people, man. He, he just was, won his uh, last fight. Mm -hmm. Well, his his debut, he did uh, he did great. We had four teammates fighting that same night. But, Insane, uh, and yeah. everyone got the W that night. Oh yeah, all dubs, all yeah. praise the most high. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. TSA, they <laughs> exactly. They, they, they ain't lying with their name. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Nobody's tripping over here. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's uh. So yeah, what's the atmosphere like over there? Oh, the atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, at first when I started, they had a small location. Um, very like very tiny gym where we trained at, and then uh, a couple months after that, uh. They expanded to a bigger location. Um, the atmosphere is amazing. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about it. Awesome. 
it's like a it's, a it's like a trailer building type thing i'm not sure how to describe it but um there's a lot of space uh, mm -hmm. we got the cage we got a lot of mats uh people are great i mean i can't i can't say anything bad about it cool yeah. uh so just for like people that are watching that maybe haven't uh, ever like trained mma or or not necessarily want to do it professionally right what uh what what is are they welcome to come to the yeah, gym yeah uh yeah one thing i tell a lot of people is uh mma is i mean you don't have to people think that when you tell them that you train mma that you're a fighter right off the bat or that you know you're i guess a violent person out of nature but uh, I think it's a very good way to get in shape. Uh, yeah. You know, it challenges you, challenges you mentally and physically in ways that I think other things can't. Yeah. Um, and just like the energy and the just the whole the whole vibe, I guess you could say, it's just it's really good. And uh, to get in shape, if that's something you want to do, I think it's great. And uh, eventually, you get good at it. Maybe you want to compete. Maybe you don't. Yeah. But it would also help you out in real life situations to where maybe if you're in trouble or. You can you know, defend you yourself in a fight. You can protect somebody, protect yourself. So it really comes in handy. I was reading. A, I was reading a book about. It was like fifty things, uh, or it was like hundred or fifty things you should do as a gentleman, <laughs> as a man, or something like that. And it was one of the things was talking about. Take a year of some sort of martial art, whether it be boxing, mm -hmm. jujitsu, uh, Roman Greco wrestling. And you know all these other things, and was saying at least do a year of it, just so you can know, mm -hmm. just yeah. so you can have experience in like the self-defending martial art world. Yeah, because it may come in handy one day. Exactly. Yeah, it's just it's a great it's a great sport. Uh, I love it, and I think it's just going to get bigger and bigger as time goes by. It's well, already pretty big too. Yeah. yeah. No, it's huge. Mm -hmm. To kind of add to that too, something I I, I found that like because I didn't really plan on competing when I first started boxing. I just we were doing it for fitness and stuff. But also something that's really cool at these gyms, if you find the right gyms and stuff, is the camaraderie. Like the the like you you had mentioned the the team. Like getting to know the people, working out with them, you know, grinding with them, breaking sweat, breaking tears. Hearing their like, encouraging words also yeah, and their positive it's, it's mindset. It's a very encouraging environment. It really is. And uh, it's a very, uh, I guess, physical sport to where you're hands-on basically 24-7. Yeah. Yep. And it's uh, it's very it's very unique yeah. in a way. Mm -hmm. Breaking barriers. Right. Popping bubbles. <laughs> well, also, it. what kind of confidence do you have walking around knowing that you're like, well, no, I am actually, I am trained. You know, it, I feel like it, 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 it makes me almost like have a different yeah, definitely, step in my life. Definitely builds up your confidence as far as just knowing that, you know, if things were to go south, you can do something about it. Yeah. Um, or you could also de-escalate the situation exactly. too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Which is really, I feel like, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. Yeah. And, if yeah. and if you're some big, burly, you know, MMA fighter and you just go around kicking everyone's butt for no reason, they're going to be like, hey, man, what, are, are, what those, are you doing? Those are the douchebags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are the douchebags. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we can de-escalate that. <laughs> I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. We're all, we're all grown-ass men, dude. Like, mm -hmm. there's no reason for us to be getting in bar fights and stuff like that. If you're talking about trained and taken into a professional level i'm all about that 100 percent. I mean, yeah and like uh being a fighter is not necessarily something i flex to people like, for sure like yeah. in a conversation I, I i would never bring it up unless they talk to me about it or they ask me about it right. because i don't know it's just people get aggressive when you tell them about it yeah no. you just bring it up they not necessarily aggressive but they take it like you're being no and actually like it's funny to... you say that because uh just 
people that don't train or that don't know me and then they find out that I do, uh, they kind of feel threatened already. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's, it's very weird. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't get it. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, that's why I started working out and started hitting the gym. Because I was, I was a skinny little boy growing up. But I was like, it got to the point where I was like, dude, I just want to get buff so no one messes with me. I don't. Like, I was fighting all the time as a kid. I don't want to fight people no more for yeah. fun. Yeah. Like, or to defend myself. I just want to get buff so no one tries to fight me. Like a physical, <laughs> exactly, man. Hey, physical whoa, 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 presence. Put together, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or at least make them think twice. Right. Not to say no one wants to fight me now, but at least they'll be like, oh, well, at least <laughs> Maybe you not. You think <laughs> you're a fighter, Derek? You think you can take me in? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I hope you mean it. <laughs> so, do any uh, women train at any of these gyms? Yeah, there's a lot of women. Uh, I think we have maybe three or four nice girls that fight. Yeah. Uh, they're amateurs, I believe. Yeah, and uh, there's some pros. But oh, uh, yeah, that was my next question. Is there any professional women? I think there is. I'm not sure, but I know the ones that I interact with the most are amateurs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we do have women there, and I think it's awesome that That's women great. are starting to do that. I mean, did you uh, watch yeah. the fights last this night? This weekend, we yep. had four women headline the the card. That's I think that's awesome. Wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and that that's one thing. Women's mixed martial arts and stuff, and it, it's blowing up. It is it really blowing is. up. I mean, but I think sometimes there, even the women fight harder than the guys, right? Just because they got something to prove. <laughs> yeah, they like, feel like that. Not that they necessarily have, they do. Sorry, I think they have like that. They, that Ain't that. happy hour is against misogyny. You know? <laughs> yeah, they have that like I don't care attitude, and they just huh. they go all huh. out on there. And, and they ain't in cool. there pulling hair and scratching. They in there. Some of the girls cut their hair off. Yeah. They're like, no, Save you're not up. grabbing this. I'm yeah. gonna be agile. Yeah, they'll do that. They'll do like real tight braids and yeah. make it uh-huh. real nice. Yeah. And sometimes the women's fights are better than the dudes. They really fights, are. Man. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a, like a wrestlers match. Like a like a like a someone who 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 does wrestling like in, in the UFC world. I have a good friend who you know who, who did really well in wrestling also. Yeah. And he's like, man, as much as I know they're gonna win, he's like, sometimes it's kind of hard to watch it. Because it's not as like, boom, bop, bop, you know. But I mean, still, you know, it's just. <laughs> I don't know. I hope this doesn't come off weird. I've been tossing it back in my head, my, my head for the last couple of seconds. It's sexy as hell to me too when the women are in there just <laughs> throwing, throwing each other around. <laughs> I'm like, oh man! <laughs> like, yo, if she was my girl and she got mad at me, she'd be. I let her wrestle. Yeah, <laughs> take me that. <laughs> no, okay. No, um, I, I, I agree. It kind of adds to their attractiveness. I yeah, guess you could say absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and better I'll, put you put it better than I did. I'm not <laughs> well, and also with with the with the wrestling stuff, it's kind of inherent in my DNA to do it. Honestly, I don't know if you've heard of a man by the name of Cliff Keen. He's a he was uh he was the University of uh Michigan's coach for wrestling for about 48 years. He took the Olympics team uh in wrestling. Uh they, they got gold and he, what he did was he he made the headgear for wrestlers. Wow. The he, thing they wear in the ears, right? The, yeah. Or, if you look up yeah. Cliff Keen Athletics, you'll see all the stuff that that nice. that they have, yeah, and okay. and Kyle, I, I was telling him about that. I was like, he's like, yeah, no, I went to Purdue for wrestling, and I was like, really? Have you heard of Cliff Keen? He's like, yeah, there's an Invitational that we go to. That all, and I was like, wow, I didn't know it was that big, yeah. and that's my grandmother's uncle who did that, and I was, it, it just. Anyone who says they wrestle, I'm like, hey, have you heard of Cliff Keen? But you don't even know how to wrestle. Man, you might have called me out there. <laughs> you no, might be wrestling. Right. We've wrestled once or twice. <laughs> he can wrestle. Um, I can also find my keys, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's an inside joke. We're yeah. not gonna dive We're into. We're not gonna talk about that. H Town Happy Hour for the win. All right. Yeah. Let me up. So, something we like to ask a lot of people too is like. Tell us a little bit about the the struggles or or hardships or obstacles you've overcome becoming a professional fighter. Uh, well, uh, recently, um, uh, I was working at Take Five Old Change. I'm not sure if you guys mm -hmm. have heard of it or seen them around. Uh, I was there, um, and then because uh, of COVID, things kind of got rocky, and I ended up leaving. Uh, then I applied for unemployment. I lived off that for a while, and uh, instead of finding a job, I, I figured I just commit myself to training the whole time yeah you know i'm getting money uh i can train so let me just let me just do that while mm -hmm. uh, while maybe i find something else in the future and uh i'm gonna start another job right now maybe next week yeah. and uh what i did was it's close to the gym so my main focus is still training so yeah. like uh uh kind of in a way god kind of aligned things for me nice. yeah. the way where i can still do what i want to do and you know have some sort of income absolutely mm -hmm. yeah. that's that's another tough thing about it too is you know in in the beginning you don't get income from it so you have to juggle a regular life as well mm -hmm. and plus the training plus the discipline and eating and all that stuff that's that's tough it's not an easy feat yeah and like if you're doing it for the money or if you think that money is gonna like help you in the beginning it, it really isn't money's not that's a fraudulent like, dream you, you might as yeah. well stop thinking about doing it, it as much as it's a byproduct of it you know it's kind of like if you don't appreciate the sport and what goes into it like right. you're saying with the sacrifice if you're just doing it for the fame i mean yeah good luck with that yeah. good luck then it goes back to what he said earlier then you're not doing it because you love it exactly and, and that's exactly why you're doing it right now because it's what you love it you yeah. are obsessed oh with yeah it. that's why you're gonna be successful bro yeah Keep and I, it. It, just being positive and staying healthy is one of the main things especially with a sport that's so uh physically demanding yeah and injury prone it's very easy to get injured yeah mm -hmm. yeah yes sir all right so what kind of stuff do you see for your future let's ask that like a little crystal ball question well for my career as far as fighting uh i do want to get five more fights in before the year ends uh God is that a lot or is that regular is uh, that no that, that that's i guess considered a lot yeah. for professional standards i guess but uh I believe I can do it if I stay healthy. Uh, I'm I'm confident, and I know if I put in the work and uh, put the time in, I know it's gonna pay off. And uh, that's that's just sort of the vision I've been stuck with in my head, and I I, I know in my mind that I can I can make it happen. Yeah. I think that's all. That's the one variable that has to happen in order for you to succeed. Like if you don't, if you can't see yourself, right, getting there mentally. My grandma used to talk <clears throat> about it. It was called psycho cybernetics. Have you heard about that? I haven't. Sounds sounds like oh, sounds intense. Something else. Yeah, well, it is intense, man. <laughs> well, no, it was funny because my grandma was telling me about psycho cybernetics when I was in baseball. Because as much as I could swing and hit that bat, sometimes I I mean I'd get a little nervous to have about an eighty mile an hour ball of baseball flying at me. I mean it, it's kind of like eh eh. But I'm eighth ninth grade. She's telling me about this thing called psycho cybernetics where you visualize it in your mind before you do it. 15, 20, 30 times over. Keep doing that. And then whenever it does come down to that situation where you've envisioned so many times, you've already seen it go down in your head 15, mm -hmm. 20, 30 times. And like, there's nothing. So when I go up to bat, she would call me, come on, psycho. And, and it was <laughs> nice. wonderful. That's yeah. a great grandma. It's a great grandma. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not, if, now that you say that, uh, I'm not sure if you guys ever heard of uh, Joe Dispenza. He's a neuro psychologist or something mm -hmm. along those lines and uh he said that uh 
one of the quotes that he says is uh your personality creates your personal reality mm. to where like I'm if, gonna write that down. <laughs> your person your personality creates your personal reality wow yeah. i love that dude i'm gonna use that in the future and i'm just, literally writing it down <laughs> <laughs> yeah he just talks about like uh putting yourself in a place to where like you want something to happen and giving your yourself those emotions and those feelings as yeah. if it's already happened or if it's happening already yeah. and that kind of uh, something i've been doing a lot lately and it's been working for me pretty well so. i imagine it helps you handle those emotions when you actually feel them if you go ahead right. and run through them a bunch exactly. in your head mm -hmm. wow that's huge dude. Oh, yeah that's crazy that i love that yeah i love that mm -hmm. yeah no and uh <clears throat> you know and then also it comes down you know as much as we can play out play those things out Whatever we think is going to happen, sometimes it's usually happen. isn't the plan. <laughs> yeah. right. It's usually not the plan. You're yeah. like, man, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to give it 100% of what I got in the first punch. You go in there, you throw that first punch, you miss. And it's like, now what? <laughs> we'll figure it out, dude. Figure it out. <laughs> well, you know, that's adaptability, dude. That's in everything in life, too, man. Like, uh, and nothing almost ever goes as planned. You can plan it out 100 times, but, exactly. you know, you, if, you, if you are running through it and running through multiple scenarios in your head, mm -hmm. hopefully you can respond well and adapt. I mean, Yeah, and I mean, life to me doesn't, like, happen to me. I think life happens for me. Huh. Yes, like, uh, everything that's mindset. happened, whether, you know, good or bad, I feel like it's it had to happen or, or yeah. I learned from it. And uh, yeah, Like, it was necessary for where you right. are right now. Yeah. 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 Damn. That's yeah, real. that's real. <laughs> that's really real. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so if you could go back and kind of t talk to yourself and give yourself some some golden nuggets or or tell yourself some like some things that you could went back to when you were like 18, first getting started, what would you go tell yourself? Um, I guess the first thing that would pop into my head is to surround yourself with people that either are where you want to be or are in the same mentality that that you guys have the same goal in mind yeah because uh yeah at the beginning i kind of surrounded myself with people that uh i don't think were the best for me or yeah. maybe brought some extra negativity to your yeah. mindset that you can't do this or something yeah and then like just i guess you could say toxic people yep. and stuff like that um that's one thing I would definitely tell myself. Um, That's huge. I would also tell myself, you know, start early. Mm -hmm. uh, martial arts is probably something I wish I would have taken when I was a baby, if yep. I could. Mm -hmm. Come Just, out the womb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the first two, like, major things that I, I would tell myself. Yeah. Man, that's huge, like, uh, in an overall kind of way, too, because something me and Evan have always tossed back and forth is, like, surround yourself with the people you want to be mm. like you become yeah. a combination of the five people you're around most exactly like and even even to kind of take it a step further it's like if if you lack certain qualities find someone that has those qualities mm -hmm. and yep. surround yourself by them and soak it up like a sponge oh yeah learn from them especially in the fight world i mean that's the business world that's every world that's and even like personal world 100 percent. and whenever you also whenever you're soaking that up it's it's good to kind of put your own spin on it too absolutely you know what i mean absolutely. kind of make it your own yeah like i mean as much as i may have you know learned a jump shot from carmelo anthony or something like that if i if i imagine it in my head I put my own spin on things. Mm -hmm. Like in the basketball realm, whether it be fighting too, it's, yeah. you know, Mike Tyson's little jump around the side thing. It's like you try to impersonate that 
and by doing that, you, 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 you make it your own. You make it your own. Yeah. Yeah that's, a, yeah. yeah, that's a very good way to describe it. Fighting is uh, something that it's, I guess, you learn all the fundamentals that you need to learn, but at the end of the day, you can mix it up how you want, and yep. it'll be like you. Mm-hmm. It won't be like somebody else. It'll be your style. Like, well, and that's and that's another thing about like you know it being martial arts. That's why I like artwork. You're able to express yourself or something that yeah. you know. And, it, and if you might be like, hey, really? damn, I've never realized that the word art is in that. It is an art. I've never realized that. Wow, Dude. I've always just said it like mixed martial arts, mixed martial arts. Mind blown. It's, it's an art. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It really is. It though. is though. It is though. I mean, it's, it's a way for you to express yourself yeah. through physical, whatever it may be. Physical. You know, because uh, somebody might not want to talk all that much. You know, it might be great in the fighting world. It might be, I really don't want to talk. I really don't want to talk. <laughs> and then you try to, you know, and then whenever you see them in the ring and they break dude's collarbone within a couple seconds, you're like, that's a masterpiece. Yeah, that was beautiful, dude. I understand it. Put that on a frame. Yeah, like, yeah. Frame put it on a poster, back. man. You yeah. know what I mean? Put it on YouTube. <laughs> oh man. Or make a meme about it. Make you know, a meme and put it on H Town Happy Hour because we will put that up if it's fire. Hey, yeah. I was I was talking to someone. They're a little off topic, but it's it's good stuff. I was talking to someone about this the other day, and like you said, make a meme about it. Me and Evan, we. We do a lot of memes too. We entertain people. We do a lot of advertising, marketing, and other stuff. But like, memes are 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 embedded in our culture now. Yeah, like definitely. they are a part of life, uh-huh. and there's no getting around it. But even to take it a step further, now hear me out. This might sound a little crazy, but you can tell a lot about a person <laughs> by the memes they post. Like you can tell someone's sense of humor. Huh. You can find out what wow. what inspires For someone. Real, you can find out someone's like romantic love languages. Like if you look deeply into the memes, that's, they're that, saying what's, that people, what's they're different. literally writing or posting their character. For you to look into and for you to understand, mm-hmm. like and in even more so, you can communicate with people through memes. Seriously, like it's a form of communication. I can now. sit there with a buddy for an hour. We would be hanging out, maybe doing something. We'll sit there, not do anything, get on our phones. Hey, dude, look at this. Yeah. All right, let Hey, dude, look at this one. And it's kind of like that's our conversation for about the next 20, 30 minutes. Is like, hey, did you see it? Look at that. I tagged you in it. You didn't say it? Well, here you go. Yeah, a lot you of know? our teammates do the same thing. They just share memes and we all just laugh at all. Yeah. And it's hilarious. It's, cool. it's, a, it's, a, it's a way to, to connect with people and even something I was even thinking about even, even deeper. <laughs> Think of the person that, like, we make a lot, a lot of our own memes, but, you know, we also just aggregate content. We find really dank memes and post them too. And they're right. fire. But, uh, <laughs> I like to think of super fire. Super hot fire. <laughs> um, Think about the, like, I like to, like, sometimes when I find a really good meme, I like to think about, like, what the person was going through when they made that meme or what they thought. Or, like, they've had the exact same thought I've had, but I've never been able to, like, talk about or I've never talked about it. Exactly. Yeah. I've never been articulated. And that's, it's that immediate connection, that. immediate relatable. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Just sorry <laughs> to go on a little tangent No, but, it, there. but it's, it's, it's for real. Right? You can communicate. And it's funny because have you ever tried to show an old head? A meme like someone who's got like a bunch of gray hair in the head like yo look at this fire meme <laughs> they're, so they're just like they read it they're like okay and then karen called the cops what's so bad about that and you're like no it's horrible you yeah. know what I mean? oh, <laughs> you know it, but it's just funny how it's that's kind of like 
that's the that's the route yeah. that it's going on is i mean it's like you know how many how many engagements can you get from from your meme as much as i you ever we try to be entertaining it's kind of like man well look at this picture (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, man i mean i ain't even gonna lie too sometimes 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 when i'm like sometimes when i've like when i'm like i'm not in a good mood or something like that too and like even seeing a meme that someone made that like is relatable to my mood at the time even though it's not like a good, like a, a positive meme, it's a kind of a down one. Just like knowing, like, damn, that is how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, even that is kind of a quick pick me up for me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, no, a little off topic, no, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you we're brought up memes, and I, this is just something I was. <laughs> We've been was, posting fire yeah. memes for years. I was I was writing yeah. about it in my journal and shit the other day. Nah, you journaling, bro? Yeah, dude, I'm in journaling. Dude, that's what I'm talking about, man. And the sake of journalism, I respect it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what is your favorite part about fighting? Why do you do it? What is bare bones just your favorite part? My favorite part, I guess, uh, just the just the pure, uh, like like I said before, is the purest form of competition in my eyes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's one-on-one. Um, you're in the moment. Instincts take over. Uh, it's your skills against mine. It's yeah. the hard work you put in versus my hard work that's been put in. Um, yeah. You know, you gotta. It's just so so many things put into one. Like you know, the the person you're fighting, you know, they have a family too. They got friends. They got teammates. And it's uh, it's just a battle between those two. That it's just somewhere that I don't think you can replicate anywhere else. I mean, mm. unless you're talking about street fighting, but that's something completely different. So so Absolutely. after so after a fight, you know, uh, whatever the decision <laughs> is, I mean, what sort of reflections do you have after the fight? Like, what do you think about? Like, do well, you think about like what you could have done? Differently, how this went down, what? Well, immediately after the fight, you know, uh, like my last one, I won by uh, decision, and um, it was against a guy that was uh, a kickboxing champion. Um, he had like maybe about 80 fights, uh, and I, I knew I had my hands full with him. And after the win, uh, you know, you sort of feel this relief. Uh, you you feel like you're on top of the world, and you feel like you know you're a, wor- a world beater basically, and, and a warrior. Yeah. A, to add to that, it is modern day gladiator. Mm-hmm. It is. It's oh, yeah. in 100%. the cage. Yeah. No, no, no holds bar. Like it's the modern day form of of the old Coliseum, bro. Yeah, it, it really is, and uh, <clears throat> it's just uh, it's amazing. I, I can't. Yeah. You get a high when you're in there. Yeah, it's definitely oh, yeah. a high. I mean, uh, the adrenaline's yeah. pumping. The uh, there's crowds. Yeah, uh, your family's does watching. Does the crowd yeah. start to? Does it, I know there's lights on you when it's going down, but do you ever think about that whenever you're in the mix like that? Are you ever like, oh, you know, what I'm saying my aunt's here or something like that? Or are you just like, man, they're all this is. I ain't got nothing else to think about except for this person right in front of me. Yeah, I mean, me. with the family and people watching, that 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 just is what it is because it's it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, for me, it's just my, when I walk out, uh, I look for my family or I know where they are and I know they're watching. So I know in my mind I have to give it my absolute yep. best because, you know, it's that fuel. I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to let this guy beat me in front of my family. Mm. Right. Uh, that's just the way I see it. But, you know, it's a sport to where you're either on the winning side or the losing side. So and I feel like both sides are equally exciting. Honestly, yeah. as yeah. much as as much as people are like, oh, man, like. Man, I lost. And it's kind of like, all right, pick yourself up. What'd you learn from it? What'd you yeah. learn to do differently? Yeah. Because that's something I always talk about. 
there's two aspects of winning. One is winning, the other is losing. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? You can't have one without the other. One right. can't be without the other. Right. And every, every setback is just a setup for a comeback. Right. You, you know, know and if you did, and if you did get the victory, hell yeah. But if you did get the loss, it's like, okay, what do I got to do differently? And even if you did get the victory, it's still like, what can I have do, done better? Better. Yep. Mm -hmm. Do you go th through those kind of thoughts too? With yeah. You? Like uh, after this last fight, uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of things that I did right, uh, a lot that I did wrong. But uh, I think I was, I'm, I'm mostly hard on myself because I, I felt like, like for example, the more I watched the fight, the less I liked what i did your performance kind of yeah and uh you know people saying that i did good and everything you know it's, uh, it's very appreciated but like i just want to be to a point where like i want to beat somebody just really decisively and just dominate. flawless victory yeah. i just so watched it, mortal Kombat. So, <laughs> <laughs> so so is it more or less you just being a, a hard critic on yourself whenever you look at those videos and someone else is like Oh, dude, Santiago, like, that was insane. You're like, man, well, honestly, whenever I hit him with that right hook, I could have hit him with a right, a left, and uppercut. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? the compliments and the love is great. Uh, I love it, and, you know, you take it in. But uh, I just always feel like I could do something better and just something to improve on and just kind of keep working and just keep improving yeah. until I kind of, you know, find my, my, my zen, I guess you could say. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we are our own best and worst critics. Exactly. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's it's very necessary. Reflection is very necessary. And, and, like, that's how you move forward. That's how you get better. Like, you can train, train, train. But if you're not looking at your old footage, and, and even more so, probably, if you're not looking at your opponent's old footage, yeah. you're you're really missing out because mm -hmm. there's a lot to learn there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, for this fight, uh, it's probably going to be my last fight at that weight just for the fact that— What are you clocking in at? Uh, that last one was 165. I uh, usually fight at 170, yeah. but um, uh, I just think I'm I'm a little too small for the division because uh, we'll obviously we'll weigh the same on weigh-ins, but the day after the the guys I fight just kind of balloon up and yeah, I feel like they're, they cut so hard. Yeah, and I feel like uh, they're a lot not stronger than me. I guess you could say, or maybe they are, but they have that natural body strength that comes yeah, that comes along with that weight. And they're like just thicker than me and. Now, at this point, I feel like a lower weight, like 155 or 45, would be the ideal weights for me. What or, do you naturally sit at? Uh, right now, I'm walking around like 172, 173. Uh, yeah. So the next one will be 155. Uh, from there, depending on what my coaches think and what I feel with my body, uh, we'll see maybe 145. But uh, for now, 155. So 150 pounds sounds 155 sounds doable. 172 to 145. That. Fuck. That's a jump that's right a there. Jump. Yeah, you said 145. I'm like, dude, that's lean. Yeah, for there, I would have to probably be walking around less, like 165 or 168. Yeah, instead of okay. 172. But yeah, that's kind of the situation I'm in right now. Kind of explain a little bit of the cut and weight process. Uh, so the cut and weight thing. Uh, the simplest way to put it is just it's pretty much water weight. You're yeah. just sweating everything out. Um. A lot of people do water loading to where the week of the fight, uh, they'll start drinking a lot of water, like two gallons, and something happens with your body that when you start drinking it, it starts flushing everything out. Mm. And at the same time, you kind of have to cut back on your salt. Uh, the as sodium. As, as far as the yeah. food, yeah, because uh, it holds in water. Mm. So you got to do that. But I think that's for people that are really trying to cut a lot of weight. Uh, this last one, I didn't have to do that. I just kind of worked out, sweated it out. Um, yeah. 
did like a sauna suit or going yep. to sauna. How long are your uh, like trainings before you get ready to go in the ring? Like for, how, how long for is the like cut? a fight camp or something like that? For oh, you? for a, a fight camp in general, it might be anywhere from four to eight weeks. Yeah, uh, I guess it's depending on when you get your opponent and, and your, also, your what, game plan and all that stuff. And also, what can you handle too? Mm-hmm. With so with with I mean, you know, as much as you say you work out five to six days a week, we do need a rest day. Yeah, like, I agree. Day, or or at least active rest to where instead of yeah. like instead of hitting the hitting the weights, you can go to the pool mm-hmm. or you can go on the bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like really low intensity. Yeah, yeah, low, yeah, low, low intensity. intensity stuff. Uh, I hear hot yoga is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I I want to do it because I want to try it too, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah. yeah. And it's a lot more harder than it looks. It's not just like, you know, you're not just sitting there. They on just some say like you're basically board. in a sauna yeah. stretching. Well, yoga. Super stretching. Yoga yeah. on its own is tough. Yoga's not easy. I've actually like, never some done them, yoga Some of them poses are tough, bro. <laughs> bro, they tough. have you stand there like this and then they're like, reach around and grab the air behind your head. And you're like, how do you, that's you know a, you're stretching your butt off, man. Like, I'll, so I'll, I'll bench 275, no problem. I'll pump it. You can try and have me do the downward, upward, upside you down. Want me dog. To do that, I'm you like, know? <laughs> the escaped flamingo. What is that where you lean over and put your, your foot up? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> hot yoga. If there's any hot yoga classes out there, reach out to us. We want, we'll put you on air. <laughs> Tell you. Actually, uh, we're doing this project. We're, we're building like a mixed use development downtown. Uh, like, Huge buildings called Post. If y'all don't know about it, check it out. Post HTX, um, where we just got in touch with a, a Zumba lady, and it's All like right. a non non profit organization. They're, they're going to be doing Zumba on the roof. It's we got like oh, a five acre awesome. park in downtown Houston on the roof of nice. our building. Yeah. So like we got an event lawn and stuff, and they're going to be doing Zumba there. And it's really cool. I kind of mentioned it just because. It's a not-for-profit. Yeah. Like, they do free Zumba classes. So it's just, like, a way to get the people in Houston to exercise and be outside mm. and do something. Just community. a good positive mission. With the community. A good like, positive it's mission. It's huge, bro. It's that's, huge. That's so huge. we'll probably be having them in post. It's going to be dope. Nice. Yeah. I mean, do they, like, just take donations or something like that? How do they get up? Well, you know, I don't want to get too much into their business. That's fair enough, this. man. That's absolutely so fair. They've got different different okay. avenues. It's a not-for-profit, but... Gotcha. You know, obviously, it's got to make some money to be sustainable. Right, 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 so, right, right, right. I remember Zumba was, it's been around for a while. I remember yeah. used to seeing the commercials on TV. Of All the, the wacky the, colors. The, the main dude dancing and everybody's like. <laughs> yeah. yeah and in a way, some people even learn how to dance just by doing that. Yep. Yeah. It's huge now, dude. It's huge. They be packing parks with hundreds of people, dude. <laughs> yeah. Mid, like Midtown Park and Discovery Green and stuff. Hundreds of people. They got like doing videos the of them just zooming away. <laughs> doing the I'm dance. Like, Dang. She, uh, she Facebook actually reached out to her, the lady. Uh, Facebook reached out to her and like did a whole production about her thing. And that video on Facebook has like like 1.7 million views because wow. it's like it's about the community like it's about Houston it's about she wants to make something accessible to 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 just everybody in Houston that to be active you know work out be outside be that sense of community oh yeah I, I, I like the, I like the thought press process on that just doing something good for the people kind of right. sounds familiar right. kind of sounds like you know H on Happy Hour podcast. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Normal podcast in the whole entire world. podcast in the world. Yeah, we're just trying to put the people of Houston on here in Houston so we can support each other. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Whether it's hot yoga or hot Zumba or <laughs> in the ring, you know? Yeah. Right. Okay. So do you have a fight coming up anytime soon? Like, what's the next, well, what's the next plan for you? Right He's, now, uh, I'm still obviously training. Uh, I'm just waiting on uh, a promoter or a promotion to hit me up with names. Uh, 
my coaches think it's a good matchup for me, I'll take it. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just waiting for a name or names, and then mm-hmm. uh, if, if my team thinks this is good for me, then I'll go ahead and take it. Yeah, okay. cool. Yeah, cool. May twenty first is the, uh, the the next Carter. So, May twenty second. So and you want to get five of them done this year? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what you said. So it'll be about like I'll try to fight every other month or every month. So as long as I stay healthy, I, I feel like I, even I, if you get. Even with that goal, even if you get like three or four and don't get it all the way done, what a nice accomplishment. Like, way, way to yeah, put definitely. yourself up there. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess what, let me kind of think of how to word this. So, like, what, 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 what I, I kind of asked you what are like obstacles and stuff, but. I, I like what's the hardest thing? Like you've told us what the best thing is. What's the hardest thing about being an MMA fighter? I guess the hardest thing would be maybe sh- showing up to the gym on a constant basis. Because mm-hmm. nice. uh, a lot of the times, uh, I'll be honest, uh, I don't feel like going, yeah. or I'm tired, or something hurts, or you know anything yeah. like that. Because obviously a us as excuses in your head. yeah, right. obviously us as human beings, we don't exactly feel like on cloud nine every day sometimes we want to we want to be lazy it's kind of like i just want to do i want to chill out exactly but that yeah. fight in your head how much more satisfied do you feel after you fight yourself mentally to get your tail in the gym yeah it feels amazing i mean once you're done once you you know you've put in the hard work you kind of go home and you're like man I, i'm glad i did this glad i did that because if you didn't then you'll be like oh man i should have gone uh, what else am i really doing with my time yeah exactly mm-hmm. so getting up and going to the gym being consistent yeah especially in a sport like this i feel like consistency is key yeah one of the most important things just to to get better every day and i think you know without consistency i don't think anybody can get better that and the thought process you were talking about about you can do this you can be the one you can be the champion yeah that 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 too just having you know 100 percent belief in yourself and whether your family or friends don't believe to me that doesn't really matter as long as it doesn't really matter as long in as my I mind uh, i know i can do it yeah yeah that's huge because like that's that's actually a common thread between between all the podcasts we've done so far is everyone's talked about it's just like consistency mm-hmm. like you got to wake up and do it you got to convince yourself to do it and that even ties back to how you talked about obsession yeah like like i mean even with h-town happy hour with us like that's we were consistent we never stopped we might have slowed down at times and yeah we and con- in reality that's how like all things start absolutely I mean, yeah how many sleepless nights there have been where we were labeling photos trying to make something happen for the next time yeah. the next event just doing something mm-hmm. just trying to cure been a lot of work into it for sure i mean i can tell it's, it's paid off for you guys so congratulations <laughs> on you, that for sure. yeah. Yeah, thank you bro yeah, but yeah. it was with consistency and yeah, having definitely. a goal that we could get it done mm-hmm. yep. you know and i mean you know it just ha- having having you know derek on on the same team with me is just is just awesome you, you know what bro. i mean thank you man 100 percent, dude you know what i mean like yeah, if i, if, if I Go oh, ahead. I'm sorry. No, was, <laughs> my bad. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I'm sure, just like anybody else, you guys have had people that maybe doubted you or <laughs> threw some salt on your wounds. Yep. And uh, you know, people. I think there's always gonna be people like that, whether we like it or not. Absolutely. Uh, why well, people are like that, I don't understand it. Maybe I think it's because they they haven't been able to find their own track. Maybe yeah. their own track to ride on. Because it's funny. Sometimes I'll tell 
somebody that yeah no I'm, you know uh, I started a company with a friend of mine called H Town Happy Hour and we do this you know marketing photography events and all that and they're like you know I was gonna I was gonna start something like that and do like some marketing and some yeah. photography and it's like awesome that's great uh, good for you <laughs> I'm doing it yeah I, th- <laughs> I, I feel your drive talk to me when you got a camera all right <laughs> yeah that's one thing too like uh, for me personally I love to see my friends and my family succeed or, you know, yeah. making moves. I, I feel like in a way that's kind of a motiv- motivating factor exactly. for me. Uh, just, I just think it's amazing just to see people succeed and just do what they love. And yep. just- and also, well, yes, uh, th- that's another thing I was going to ask you about being able to help others succeed. Do you ever see yourself maybe as a gym owner? Or a yeah, coach? definitely. Yeah. In the future, uh, in general, MMA, uh, I know it's going to be part of my life till I die. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for the simple fact that, you meet people and these people become your friends essentially your family yeah and uh it's just just a, an amazing feeling to be involved in it whether you know whether you're fighting or you're not fighting uh, i think in general the sport is great well for I'll, your mental health well i'll tell you like this health. i've had nothing but excitement having you on today you know what i mean Appreciate so it. just as a it's byproduct just as a byproduct of it you know what i Feelings mean mutual ex- yeah, cool cool, cool. cool. appreciate cool. it man yeah, this is your, your first athlete. We've had other different types, so it's pretty dope to have oh, an nice. athlete, man. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, Come on. Dab it, yeah. Dab it up. Yeah, man. We ain't worried about COVID restrictions right now. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess, run through. You got an Instagram? You got a... Uh, yeah, my Instagram is uh, SGA MMA 1022. Okay, SGA MMA 1022. Uh-huh. And uh, oh, my Facebook is Santiago Guzman. Okay. 1022. What is that? 1022 uh, is my birthday. Oh, yeah. October 22nd. Uh, that, that's my mama's birthday. Wow. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All, right. Uh, all right, cool, man. What up? <laughs> and cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, at this point, I feel like uh, maybe, uh, hopefully, I get lucky with, like, some sponsors with this kind of exposure. Yeah, absolutely, and, uh, dude. Yeah, dude, dude, you'll get it. <laughs> There's no thing about it, you yeah. know? As sure as you are able to wake up in the morning and be like, hey, I'm not eating today so I can go fight. You'll get a sponsor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'll get a sponsor. All right. Well, we appreciate having you on, man. Thank you so much, Thanks. bro. Absolutely, you guys. Santiago. An hour flew by. by. Yeah. Yeah. It's flew quick. By, right? It's quick. Like that. That's what, we've had people say, like, are you sure we can do an hour? No, it'll go quick. Yeah, trust trust yeah. me. Once, right. once we get into talking about the, it's you know. like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Still well, I not, it's, it just happens, man. It's magic. Yeah. You know? Loved it. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. To episode five, the H Town Happy Hour podcast. Follow the homie. Yes, H Town Happy Hour, number one podcast. Number in the one world. podcast in the world. Tune in next week for the episode. We'll be like letting y'all know what's going on with it. Let's go. Cool. Joe, you. Know.